This is The Space Shot, episode 194, for November 24th, 2017. Atlantis, cooking, and relaxing. Hey everyone, welcome to The Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Molnix. So a little bit behind the scenes, I don't always write and record episodes in chronological order. It depends a lot on what I'm reading at the time. I'm writing and recording today's episode on Thanksgiving Day, so here's a happy post-food coma day to you today. I just want to take an opportunity to say thank you to everyone that listens to the podcast. I'm thankful that all of you take the time every day to listen. It means the world to me. I prepared a bunch of food today on Thanksgiving that I'll be able to eat as leftovers over the coming weeks. Here on Earth, we can use refrigerators and freezers to keep food from spoiling before we get the chance to eat it. In space, there's some different requirements for storing and preparing food. Simple things like refrigerators just aren't present on the space station. Other things like dinner rolls that many of you probably had way too many of today, I know I probably did, aren't practical for spaceflight. The crumbs that are generated by the crust, coupled with the fact that bread goes stale and can get moldy quite quickly, prevent its use in space. Instead, astronauts rely on tortillas for everything from PB&Js to burgers and tacos. I'm linking to a few articles on food in space, one of which is a longer blog post by astronaut Sandy Magnus, a flight engineer on Expedition 18, that details some of the basics of food preparation and consumption on the station. I enjoyed reading her descriptions of how she tried to come up with new and unique ways to utilize the tortillas, packaged food, and other options while in space. It's crazy to think about how many things that are easy to do here on Earth just aren't that simple in space. The big thing is you really don't have a table you can set something on, unless there's Velcro to secure an item to a wall or a table, your food can float away pretty fast. Over the years, astronauts have discovered a love for hot sauce while in space. Your taste is affected in microgravity because the fluids that are in your body are distributed differently when you're weightless. It's been described like having a cold. With a reduced sense of smell, your taste gets changed significantly. I'm linking to a really weird video in the show notes where two American astronauts, Doug Wheelock and Shannon Walker, perform a blind taste test on different foods. During this test, Walker has a nose plug on that limits her sense of smell, thereby impacting how everything she tests tastes. I know this is Dr. Wal- one of Dr. Walker's uh, favorites is the black coffee. And um, we look on the bag and it's uh, 250 milliliters of hot water. So we'll fill it, we'll select 250. Insert the bag into the, um, into the dispenser and, and there we have our bag of hot black coffee. <laughs> that just tastes bitter to me. I don't know what that is. Maybe a strong, strong, it tastes like a, like a, actually sucky on a tea bag or something. A very, very bitter, bitter taste. Okay. Okay, very good. I got that one. 
I know I would be devastated if I couldn't taste coffee as well while in space, but I'd probably get over it pretty quickly because, let's be real, I'd be in space. No coffee would be a small price to pay for a space flight. Thanksgiving in space dates back to 1973 with the astronauts on the final Skylab mission. During the shuttle program, Thanksgiving was celebrated numerous times, and now that the International Space Station is in operation and is continuously occupied throughout the year, there are people that celebrate Thanksgiving every year on the station. The freeze-dried and rehydrated foods that the astronauts eat on Thanksgiving aren't as tasty as the things we have back here on Earth, I'll have more on Thanksgiving in space in the show notes, so be sure to check it out. I do have one quick piece of space history for today. On November 24, 1991, the space shuttle Atlantis launched on a Department of Defense mission to launch a satellite that monitored missile launches from space. The satellite was also equipped with nuclear detectors to watch for tests of nuclear weapons back here on Earth. There were also experiments done throughout the flight on the crew. One of the ones I found interesting was the lower body negative pressure experiment. It looks like a sleeping bag gets strapped to the astronaut's waist on down, and the negative pressure in that apparatus simulates blood flow at Earth-level gravity to lower parts of the human body. It doesn't actually give you gravity to pull the blood down, it just creates a pressure differential which moves fluids from being evenly distributed to being in the lower parts of our body like we're used to here on Earth. One of the astronauts I've mentioned lately flew on this flight. This was Story Musgrave's fourth space flight. I do have an update on what I'm reading lately. I'm reading Go Flight right now, and I should have that finished up tomorrow. It's a really interesting book, and it will be useful here in the coming months for me on a project that I will be starting here shortly, and I'll have more information on that in the coming weeks. Since you're here, why don't you let me know what you think of the podcast by leaving a review in iTunes. It takes just a minute to do that, and it makes a huge difference because it helps even more people find the show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any of the daily episodes. As always, the show notes have more information on today's episode. You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix. I'm always up to chat. You can also connect with me on Facebook. Just search The Space Shot or click the link in the show notes. Tomorrow, the Space Act of 2015. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.